I'm here with Pip Wheats, R&D Director of the Association for Counselling and Therapy Online. And you did a really engaging session showing some of the clinical psychologists in the room how to use Zoom. Do you want to just give us a very quick explanation of what you did there? Well, I think what I did was, by using myself, and I think uh, this comes out of some, some of Tony Rusmanier's ideas about deliberate practice, um, which is about being prepared to um, put yourself uh, in the firing line and practice and get it better, not practice and make uh, permanent, which is his expression, um, and just trying to show how, by being a bit idiotic, uh, you can uh, show yourself up for being an idiot and not doing things well. So, for example, having too much light, um, not thinking carefully about where your camera is, um, about your screen presence, whether you're too close, too far, looking sideways at a second screen. These would be the sort of types of issues that we'd be doing training about when we're training. Uh, I'm also the training director for the Academy for Online Counseling and Psychotherapy uh, as well. So, um, you know, we've got I've got all these different hats on at the same time, which is why I'm exhausted, yes. So whenever I blog about digital mental health research, which I do every couple of weeks or so, I always get a bunch of psychologists saying on Twitter, you can't replace me with a chatbot or some equivalent. So do you think those are valid concerns? Are the machines taking over? Um, Well, in ACTO, we, um, we recently issued an interim statement about artificial intelligence. Um... Artificial intelligence has a fantastic use. Chatbots has a fantastic use. But it's about transparency. I'm completely against websites that say, we can help you. Just put your credit card here and we can help you. And for some unsuspecting client, they think they're going to be talking to a person and then Sharon turns up to talk to them via text-based or whatever. And so the client is uh, speaking their mind freely about what's gone on. And it never dawns on them that they're just talking to a chat box bot rather than to a, a person. So for me and for Acto, it's about transparency. Websites saying if they're using chat bots and artificial intelligence to drive part or all of their therapeutic process. So my line is it's neither bad nor good. It's about how you use it. You said in your presentation, uh, you spoke about the evolution of the digital therapeutic work. Um, and you asked about future vision. What's your sort of five-year vision for digital technology and clinical psychology? Well, if you'd have asked me that five years ago, I'd have said by now we'd all be well online and just getting on with how can we make it better. So I'm very disappointed when I hear therapists still saying, oh, that can't possibly work. And that just shows a lack of inquiry. And for me, all the training I do, I just ask people to be challenged and challenging about everything they read and don't be close to the idea of what can happen digitally. So with that in mind, in five years, I think the NHS will be in a much more robust situation digitally. It's still very dependent on the commissioner of services and how much they understand the technology you know something looks a bit too glossy they'll buy it if you know what i mean i think it's about really understanding what's behind the gloss and ensuring that it's fit for purpose but i think in five years time we'll find that digital services are much more embedded within nhs and the private sector as well as standard rather than people going really can that work because that question is well out of date, as all the evidence-based research has shown. And finally, what advice would you give to a nervous clinical psychologist who's 
who's listening in today and thinking that they'd like to dip their toe into digital technology? How do they get started? Well, I'd tell them that, first of all, they need to get their face-to-face skills well up to standard and probably to spend about two years doing that. But they may say, I don't want to wait. I've been digital all my life. I was born with an iPad in my hand pretty well. And I'd say, go and get some training. Um, not training uh, can, is a short route to the complaints procedures. Um, so many stupid things can take you there. And training will ensure that you are visionary about what you do. And I know from the people that, we're, that are around me at the moment, both within ACTO and within Academy and Dr. Julian, that we're part of an online profession that is inspiring and inspired um, in many, many different ways, and, and that's because they're all trained, and it makes such a difference knowing that you've got that baseline. And training is an ongoing process, of course, but basic training, go to the ACTO website, acton-org.uk website, and look up the online training providers and choose one of those, and go and do a training. You'll never regret it. Does digital demand really outstrips supply at the moment in terms of clinical psychology is this a really good business opportunity for a clinical psychologist to get into i would say it is i don't think it'll ever replace face-to-face and nor should it but what it does do is it allows new client groups to access therapy uh, whether it's somebody stuck at home with diabetes who can't come into a clinic and it means that you can have their therapy online uh, whether it's somebody who's in the Orkneys who is in a bereavement situation and needs some bereavement counseling you know it takes a day flying to the UK seeing somebody fly back in the evening these are all things that will be complete history in a couple of years that you'll be able to have your your therapy online if it's appropriate so first of all it's about geographical access that'll be much easier and secondly it's about new client groups so for example uh, those on the autistic spectrum have been very challenged about face-to-face therapy you know there's a lot of um, articles around about whether it's appropriate or whatever but online therapy just accesses a different part of a person and it means that those people that were so challenged in face-to-face work may well find an opportunity to receive their help online and be very enthusiastic about it thanks a lot for speaking with me thank you 